Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast here with 24-7 Sports and ScarletNation.com. I'm Bobby Duran. Today I'm going to be talking Rutgers recruiting, all things recruiting, and who else to join me for this extravaganza than the one and only individual who's entrusted with covering recruiting from South Carolina to Maine for 24-7 Sports, Mr. Brian Doan. How are you? I'm exhausted after that. <laughs> I had to give it, you know, it, it's a big deal. Big intro, um, big things going on. I mean, you've been, you know, nonstop with all these visits. You know, I, I don't know how you cover South Carolina to, to Maine. Fortunately, there's not a lot going on in Maine, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. I've been doing this for a while, and it's been a few years you know, since I'll say ever, I've had a kid in Maine, but I, I don't I remember know. one. Do, do you? Did you ever have a big kid, a uh, big time kid from Maine? I, not. I mean, we've had New Hampshire with some decent kids, but uh, never, never got far up. Never got Vermont. Never got Maine. So, huh. um, you know, if those kids, if they're from up there, they usually slide down into one of the prep schools in Massachusetts. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. All right, look, another tidbit that we didn't plan on. <laughs> so, Brian, I, I mean, we're getting ready to get into the bulk of the official visit season. Um, you know, Rutgers has, uh, I think the number, the tally's up to 19 now. Um, it, it just keeps building. Uh, did Are you surprised with all these spring official visitors? This is something new. And, and what's your kind of take on bringing these kids on campus uh, in, in the spring as opposed to December or during the season? Well, two things. Rutgers does not like bringing kids on campus during game weekends. Mm-hmm. They 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 don't like it. They don't think it showcases the program the way they want it showcased. You don't get to spend a ton of time with them because you're in game prep. If the game doesn't go your way, then the mood of the visit changes. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like that. But more importantly, the the June stuff you have to do it. If you're if you don't do it now you're going to miss out on these kids because they're making decisions in the summer. And, you know, there's, I mean, you know this now, Bobby, there, there are not a ton of kids that go into their senior season uncommitted. Um, and schools want their classes pretty much established by the time they roll into training camp in late July, early August. So the kids want to visit. You want to be in it with them. You got to get them on campus for a visit. And so that's what Rutgers is doing. Okay, and do you expect a lot of June commitments? I mean, all these visitors. Yeah. A ton. Everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to have all these kids that want to make visits and enjoy the spoils of being a recruit and go on official visits and have everything paid for, which I I can't blame them. Um, And then you're going to get through June and they're going to say, okay, where are we? Um, A lot of these kids who are going to visit four and five schools in the month of June on official visits really have no idea what they're in for. I mean, official visits are exhausting for kids mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of sleep involved. And to go place every weekend is going to be really hard for a lot of them. Uh, and I think by the end of it, they're just going to, by the end of June, they're going to be ready to make commitments. I mean, and I think, I think the other thing, Bobby, you'll see across the country is kids are going to make, you know, visits the first and second weeks of June and just decide, okay, I'm done. This is where I'm going to be. 
And, you know, it's funny you say about the exhausting part. I, I was talking to one kid and he had three uh, scheduled officials and one was, you know, a few days after the first one and the next one was on the heels of it, like one to the other. And, and in my head, I was thinking, wow, he has no idea what he's in for because you need a few days to just, you know, kind of decompress from those visits. And I think that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, listen, I think it's no secret that there's not a ton of sleep on these visits because they're up early for breakfast on Saturday mornings to show, you know, if it's a Friday to Saturday deal, right? You get in Mm -hmm. Friday, you go have dinner, you go hang out with the players, you're getting in really late Friday night back to your hotel room. And then Saturday, you're usually up early for breakfast before all the academic stuff starts and then you'll meet with the coaches probably in the afternoon and at night you're going out again, not to mention there's a campus tour involved. And then you're getting in late Saturday night and then Sunday you're getting up early again for breakfast because now it's time to, to have breakfast, meet with the staff one last time and get on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of downtime. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't think kids are going to bed at 930. <laughs> probably not probably not no um we spoke about the commitments Rutgers had some decommitments here or in the early going just here peterson decommitted recommitted christopher johnson decommitted now looking to official visit you see haynes we saw that happen with this week is there a concern with this is this happening everywhere yeah i mean, there's no concern about it this is what recruiting is right now kids are making decisions they get on campus they don't have a lot of options in some cases, and they're like, "Oh man, this looks good. I'm I'm all in." And then the spring eval period kicks off, or some other schools start pushing, and you're you're a 17, 18 year old kid, and your family's sitting there saying, "Hey, you haven't visited anywhere else. You need to go check out this and this." And other schools are like, "Hey, you don't even know what we have to offer. How can you say no? Plus, you can come out here for free." And so, you know, it's it's part of the process now and i know people will sit there and complain about it and well what does a verbal mean i mean that's that's a disservice to so many kids to have that kind of attitude because the overwhelming majority of kids when they commit stay with their commitment so Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean this is this is part of doing business it's part of doing business in 2022 where everybody's out there trying to find out what do you have for me? What can you do for me? What can you do for me? And the attitude is no longer, what can I do for a program? Mm-hmm. And Brian, with the Rutgers class, it's kind of, you know, we're waiting to see the identity kind of take shape. I mean, last year you had a lot of offensive linemen, Gavin Wimsack committed. Um, you know, some years you see a lot of Jersey heavy guys. This classic, it doesn't have that kind of feel yet. Um, is that surprise you or, or you think they're just trying to piece this together from guys from all over? Because it looks like they've really expanded the uh, the search. Well, I mean, first off, it is not a great year in New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. There is not a lot of talent that fits what Rutgers wants. And, you know, a lot of times people will be like, well, this kid has these offers and these offers. Sometimes it comes down to size, length. Sometimes it comes down to speed where Rutgers may have some times on kids that other schools don't have because they're local and maybe the kids camped. There's a lot of different aspects to it. And I don't think it's going to be a very big class again. So from that standpoint, I think um, Rutgers can be more patient. And also these kids want to get out and make visits and Rutgers wants to get out and see what's out there. Don't forget, 
this is really the first time since Shiano's been back that they can go scour the country as well. This is the first time they have a spring eval period. And they really get a chance to understand, okay, Rutgers is in the Big Ten. They've had a lot of success with other sports in the Big Ten right now. So Mm -hmm. the name is out there a little bit more. They're coming off a trip to the Gator Bowl, which they're able to sell. No matter how you got there, they're coming off a trip to the Gator Bowl. And Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of reasons to kind of take your time with things. But I think it goes back to, you know, if you go back to the last two classes with Shiano, there was a lot more talent in New Jersey. I I just don't feel like it's a great class in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And so they're not going to just take kids to take them. Right. Okay, and and when you talk about taking kids, we've yet to see a quarterback offer go out in the 2023 <laughs> class. It's unusual. I mean, does this surprise you? What's kind of your thoughts on on how they're approaching this? Because you know they only have three scholarship quarterbacks coming into the season, and one, uh, you know, Noah Vedro's done after this year. Is he? I mean, I thought he was going to be like <laughs> the Rick Datica of football, where it's like he's entering his 13th season of eligibility. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess he's done, but. Um, I don't really worry about it right now because, again, it is not a good quarterback class in 23 in the region. I mean, there's some good kids, but there's not a lot of them. If you look at some of the 24s in the region, they don't fit the dual threat in terms of what Rutgers wants to do. Mm-hmm. And you, you got all of June for kids to come row on your campus or visit your campus and there's always the transfer portal because one thing i know is there's always going to be quarterbacks in the transfer portal right and you know if you're a 23 out there you're sitting there saying okay you know we're gonna you know look at rutgers well what do you see if you're a 23 in this day and age and you look at rutgers what do you see you see that you got a kid who's going to be starting there for three to four years ideally Mm -hmm. and so it's not like you're going to be able to just piggyback off of gavin wimsett which i know he was there last year but he was still pretty much a class of 22 kid when you look at how Mm -hmm. recruiting works right so you take your time you see what's out there you see what's going on with the transfer portal and then the other thing is you see how wimsett does during the season and that can give you an indication of what you need moving forward and like you said noah vedrill's there so if something happens with Wimsat, either he, you know he's not ready or injured or whatever, you do have Vedral there. You do still have Evan Simon there. So is there a lot of depth? No, but I mean, if you get to your fourth quarterback, it doesn't matter who they are. You ain't winning. Right. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> we see that all the time. But uh, it seems like they, they've done, you know, I, th- I think I did the numbers yesterday, 21 um, transfer uh, portal guys that, that Greg Schiano brought in, uh, 15 of them are still on the team. And I think more than 10 will probably start this season. Wow. So uh, it seems like a pretty good number considering, you know, you had, and you had guys leave, you know, that were just for one year, Michael Dwumfor is in the NFL, uh, Brendan White, you know, had a crack, but didn't make it. Um, do you see Greg continuing that, that path? And it's trying to supplement this class with, with a couple transfers. I think you're always looking at it, especially if they're really good you know, players in terms of they can help you right away. If you're going into the portal, they better be making you too deep, you know, unless they're, unless they're, you know, I know Aaron Lewis played a lot, but his example was he went away for 
you know, came back after his first season. And so right. he had a bunch of eligibility left. So kids like that are different. But yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, it works two ways, right? You either are going to dip into the portal to pull in two or three kids who really elevate your program. Uh, and you look at what Penn State did last year, and they, they pulled in a couple kids, especially on the D-line, including one from Temple, I think is going to be in the NFL. Um, so you have that where you pick a few, and then you have what Rutgers has done where they're trying to manage a roster, allow time for the younger kids to develop without getting your brains beat in on the field because you still need to have players. So I, I think I think this is an interesting season for Rutgers because they don't have a ton of room in a 23 class. Now, Shannon always finds room somehow, and I'm sure he will if need be. But for me, you know, you don't – the more you go into the portal, the less comfortable you are with what's on your current roster. And we're getting to the point now where he's turned over almost a whole roster. Right, right. And, and you see less. Well, I mean, he went for the, the offensive lineman, but the first year it was, uh, I believe it was 10, and then he went to five the second year and six this year. But you saw the need there. Um, I want to switch gears, Brian, for a minute. You know, we talked about the official visits coming up in June. It's also camp season. Um mm-hmm. Will this camp season be a bit different? I mean, we've seen in the past, you know, we've seen a change year to year where, you know, they're getting kids to look at them to, to possibly give them offers. Uh, you know, other other times you just bring kids to visit during these camps that don't necessarily work out. Some of them do private workouts. Uh, do you see this year's changing or, or maybe a mix of all of it? How do you see that this year's uh, camp season kind of playing out? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's I think we're in the transition from. You know, camps used to be you come, you earn an offer and all that stuff, um, where now it's, hey, come work out. You already have an offer or certain kids that you want them to come work out to see how it is with the coach and see how he meshes, see how the player meshes with the coach, how the coach meshes meshes with the player. Mm -hmm. Um, That's tough to say that five times. (laughs) But, you know, and then there's also – you know, for me now, the camps are more about the underclassmen, 2024s, mm-hmm. 2025s, and I think they'll get some of those kids on campus and really continue to evaluate them. Um, I I don't feel like with kids, you're, you know, it used to be, hey, I have 15 offers, but I really want an offer from Rutgers, so I'm going to go camp there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have 15 offers, they're like, well, if you're not offer me i'm not coming to camp anyway right so the the mindset of the prospect has changed also um but you know i I think you hit it on the head i think i think we're in that transition of moving from um you go to camp to get offers going into your senior year to you just go to hang out and go on an unofficial visit Mm -hmm. and and do you feel like this bulk of this class will be done by by the end of june i mean you always have some some uh, guys that might decommit or maybe you want to add a few more, but do, do you see really the, the meat and potatoes of this class being locked up by the end of June? And I think more realistic is kind of, you're looking at the end of July, okay, to the end of July, because, you know, right. So they'll have the big visit weekend on the 10th, right. They have a bunch of kids in on the 10th. And then a lot of those kids are going to make visits in subsequent weeks, right. or weekends. And then they have another visit weekend it's actually set for the 21st through the 23rd, if I remember right, mm-hmm. which is midweek. 
And the reason for that is they're having their big seven on seven that weekend. And you can't be having a big seven on seven where, I mean, usually that's where you have the most talent at these camps now is at that seven on seven. Yes. You can't be having that where Shiano's all over the place for that. The coaches are all on the field for it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, um, we have, you know, 15 official visits. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. How many do you expect this? I mean, every every day it seems like we got a new one. We're adding to it. How, how much? Do you, how big do you expect this list to be? I have no idea. I mean, listen, I I could see it shrinking if kids start committing and coming off the board, or if mm -hmm. Rutgers lands a, a you know, you, you take a Jesse Ofori type kid, right? Who's right. from Massachusetts, who's coming in on the tenth. And if they view him as a safety or a receiver, whichever, and he commits and they have him, maybe you don't bring in one of those or two of those kids later in the month. So, right. it, I mean, it can fluctuate. I think right now what we try to do, just not with the Rutgers site, but across, you know, 247 Sports is this is what it is now with the understanding that it can change. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know for some people, we're not really big on change, um, mm -hmm. and if that's the case, then uh, they really need to take a look at how recruiting actually works. Is there anything, uh, you know, covering it this year that, that is uh, maybe not surprised you? Any changes or, or anything that's been different, you know, in, in recent months uh, that, that, that maybe you can speak about? You know, I, I think just from a field standpoint, um, because there was such a long shutdown and you remember last June was the first time kids could get on campus in more than a year. And a lot of the attention in June was spent on the previous class, the 22 class. So I feel like this spring, they, a lot of kids made visits in March mm -hmm. and through mid April. And then it kind of slowed down after that. Everybody's, you know, coaches started going on the road. Kids and families started getting burned out from visiting so many places. Mm -hmm. And so I, I actually feel like, you know, then May, and then you turned into the evaluation period where coaches are on the road. And this is really the first year that a lot of schools are all in on June official visits. You mm -hmm. know, if you look at last year, a place like Penn State had a bundle in June. Right. You turn around and you look at Rutgers or Maryland or Illinois or Virginia Tech or Virginia, and there were not a lot of official visits in June. Mm -hmm. Whereas now they're doing now it's all official visits, official every everybody's got official visits going on, it seems like in June and in mass. So I think for me, that is really the change that I've seen. Yeah, and it's funny. Someone asked a question to ask the staff, and they said, "How is that compared to years past?" I said, well, "I really don't know because this is so new. Um, you really can't compare it yet to see how it evolves." No, you can't. I mean, you just know that it's that it's different. Mm -hmm. And listen, kids want to make visits, and they want to get things settled by the summer. Coaches want it settled by the summer so they can all go on vacation in july which is why you have the july dead period which is also why you do not have an early signing period because coaches don't want to deal with that while they're getting ready for training camp and when they're supposed to be on vacation but listen at the end of the day make no mistake about any of this 
this is all on the coaches for how sped up it is. Mm-hmm. All of it, you know, between pushing kids to visit, pushing kids to commit, getting them on campus, you know, it's all on the coaches. It's like it's like the NIL stuff and people think it's out of control and how can you legislate it? You can't because mm-hmm. the coaches are always going to try to push the envelope and do as much as they can. So you see it in recruiting now. Um, and so I, I think they're going to have a lot of it done soon. That's a great point, too, about pushing it in the NIL. And we can save the NIL for another podcast oh, in itself. <laughs> that's, like a, that's like one of those 94-part podcasts. But I'll, I'll sum it up this way. If you're asking coaches to police themselves, good luck with that. <laughs> Uh, if you listen to that, that's one of the best nuggets in, in, in here. Um, but and you know, and, and lastly, I, I had to touch on you get your own uh, unofficial visit away, well deserved vacation uh, coming up over the weekend. Correct? Uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be out for a week, so I, it's um something I need getting ready for June. When you consider that, you know, recruiting never stops, and we've been kind of going at it since the middle of January. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as soon as signing day came in February, it's rankings and all that other stuff and getting organized for March. So yes, I am, I am looking forward to going places without my phone. <laughs> well, well-deserved. Shut it <laughs> off. Enjoy it. And, uh, Hey, thank you again for all the valuable insight. Um, Brian is always around on our message boards too at scarletnation.com on 24-7 Sports Network. Uh, You know, stop in, ask him a question. You might not like the answer, but it'll be the right one. (laughs) It'll be an honest one. It'll be an honest one. He'll tell you as it is. So, Brian, thank you for coming on and enjoy your vacation. I appreciate it, Bobby. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on the Scarlet Nation podcast.